We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. It's not just anecdotal. The research shows feeding a raw food diet is supporting your pet's health and longevity. Alrighty, so listen, I've seen I've seen the clear benefits of feeding raw for the last decade, you know, with my own dogs, and, and now exponentially more in the last three years in the shop. But I often hear that there's loads of you know, anecdotal evidence, but there's no hard data to support that raw f- raw food diet is more beneficial than an ultra processed diet like kibble, which I think is weird, right? Because of course we we already know this. We know this in the human realm that real food, fresh food, minimally processed foods are going to be the healthiest foods for us, without without doubt, without question. But this is somehow lost in the pet world. You know, our vet says. No, you have to feed this one formula, you know, from from Royal Canin, for example, for their entire lives. And for some reason, we just we just ignore one of the most obvious truths in existence that fresh food is always better than ultra processed food. So this episode is is dedicated to the people who are maybe still skeptic of feeding real food to their pets and want the concrete data, or you know, the dedicated pet owners who are having trouble speaking to their vets, friends, family, etc., about feeding raw food and just want some some hard data to back them up. Stay tuned until the end of the episode where Anthony answers a customer's question. Stop guessing what's being added to your pet's food. Feed your pet food made from the freshest and healthiest ingredients found in Steve's Real Food. Every Steve's formula is pH balanced and uses only 100% natural, high-quality USDA-inspected free-range meats and unprocessed whole and functional foods. Steve doesn't contain any synthetic supplements or ingredients that can't be identified on the ingredient label. Plus, it's loaded with beneficial bacteria from goat milk. See how much better your pet will feel after just a few weeks on Steve's Real Food. Find out more in the podcast show notes. Also, for reference, we do have earlier episodes on the benefits of raw as well as the pitfalls of processed food and why why it fails our pets, which can be also beneficial in one of those predicaments. But So anyways, the research. So today I have... A few studies I just wanted to briefly go over that showed the many benefits of feeding a raw food diet. So the first body of research I want to discuss is from Dr. Anna Bjorkman. She is out of Helsinki, the University of Helsinki in Finland. She has been independently, and that is really important, independently researching nutrition for canines for 15 years. So she's not sponsored by IMS or Purina, Mars, Hills, Primal, or um, Answers, or She's not sponsored by any companies. So yeah, so she's not she's not sponsored by any of these companies. So like, you know, this is very common in, in other studies that we we look at nowadays. They're getting funded from certain companies, right? And so, you know, they they already have an answer they're looking for and they're just finding finding a way to get that result. This is very different, obviously. So who is she? Because I think that's important. So Dr. Bjorkman is she's a DVM, so she has her doctorate in, in veterinary medicine. She's a professor at the University of Helsinki. Primarily, she is a senior researcher who she leads a team of other doctors and scientists in their research, specifically in canine nutrition and how it can be used in the prevention of disease and how it affects gene expression. So it's some very, very important research that they're doing. 
And it's also really promising, as we'll we'll talk about. But gene expression, just as a refresher, is is, is how nutrition and the environment affect our, our DNA. And I'm going to go over how they do this. But what they what they determined was that they and I've talked about this before. But what they found was that feeding as little as 20 percent, so a fifth of the the dog's diet, raw food, has incredibly beneficial impact on preventing disease and increasing longevity. They were, and how they determined this is they were actually specifically measuring homocysteine, which is an amino acid that's linked linked to and is a marker for inflammation, disease, and cancer in the body. So you don't want this. Or you want very little of it in your body. So what they did is they actually had four groups of dogs. So they had group one, which was raw fed dogs that stayed on raw food throughout the study. Group two was kibble fed dogs that stayed on kibble that stayed on kibble or processed food throughout the study. Group three was raw fed dogs were transitioned to kibble during the study. And group four were kibble fed dogs that transitioned to raw food during the study. So four groups. And at the end of this study, all these dogs in all four groups had their disease markers studied, including homocysteine, the very important one. And the findings were that obviously with no surprise, group one, so group one was the raw fed dogs that continued on raw food throughout the study. They had the lowest amount of homocysteine in their bodies. Group two, the kibble-fed dogs that stayed on kibble during the study. And remember, we don't want homocysteine in the body. Homocysteine is a bad thing. They had the highest levels of homocysteine in their body, about 1.57 micromolar, which was 10 times higher than that of the raw-fed group. So substantially higher amounts of homocysteine and disease markers in their body than the group that was fed raw food. Even more interesting though, was that group three. So group three was the raw fed dogs that were transitioned to kibble. They had a five-fold increase in their homocysteine levels. So just by switching over to processed food, they immediately begin showing signs of, of disease. The best finding though of all, at least to me, was that the dogs that went from kibble to raw, so that last group, group number four, had a huge decrease in their disease markers and in their homocysteine levels. So just by, I always tell people it's never ever too late to, to transition to raw food and the impacts, you know, they happen quickly and they're pretty dramatic. So, you know, I think that's really promising, you know, that that last, the last group just to see a huge decrease in their disease markers just by, just by changing their diet. But the study really speaks volumes to me because it's, it's not only, not only because it's one of the, the few unbiased studies performed on canine nutrition, I mean, it's not funded or paid for by, by pet food companies and, and it's entirely independent, but it's, it's one of the few studies that show how it's not too late for your dog and shows that, you know, it's not, it's not whole hog or none. You know, you can, you can start by as little as 10 to 20% in their food to have an incredibly beneficial impact. Also in this study, they included some data um, over 10,000 dogs. And what they found was that canines fed commercially prepared raw food diets had a way lower incidence of cancer than kibble fed dogs. And even more than that, the dogs that were on commercially fed raw diets, sorry, commercially prepared raw food diets, and then were some supplemented omega-3s, so those anti-inflammatory fatty acids, had the lowest risk of cancer. So their, their chances of succumbing to cancer were even more decreased by adding the omega-3 supplementation. So, you know, the, the I guess the, the clear message here is, is let food be that medicine, right? Food 100% plays a role in health span and longevity. So what you choose to feed your dog or cat will impact them eventually. 
but whether that's a positive impact or a negative impact is is on you as their sole their sole food provider. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. Our friendly professional team helps us offer your pet conventional medicine, surgery, and dentistry, as well as integrative options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, cold laser therapy, pulsed magnetic therapy, and ozone. We have recently added PRP, platelet-rich plasma, and stem cell therapies. These new therapies increase our philosophy of regenerative medicine and are often used for arthritic conditions but have many other uses as well. We are strong believers in the use of wholesome, fresh foods and raw foods since healthy diet probably accounts for 75% of your pet's health. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or the web at www.lifetimepetwellness.com or call 614-888-2100. Another study they did, this is a really interesting study. It's got my my head spinning really because I'm we have a another baby on the way and you know it's this is kind of speaks to that but um this was about this study was about atopic dermatitis or essentially environmental allergies and this was again this was performed by that same dog risk group performed out of Finland and the reason of this study or what they were trying to do was identify causes of allergies and help reduce the incidence of canine atopic dermatitis or environmental allergies Specifically, the aim of the study was to investigate whether non-processed meat-based diets or raw raw food diets or an ultra-processed carbohydrate-based diet, aka kibble, as well as environmental factors in their timing of exposure, so prenatal, neonatal, postnatal, may be associated with the development of canine atopic dermatitis in adult dogs. So most of you are probably familiar with, with atopic dermatitis more than you realize. You know, you'll see so when dogs have like the, you know, a pretty heavy amount of itching and, and continuous hot spots and just poor skin, greasy skin, ear infections, paw chewing, all these, all these signs of inflammation on the skin. Those are all signs of atopic dermatitis. It affects about 27% of dogs in the U.S. So I think that number is, that's a really conservative number. I think the number is a lot higher than that, just based off what I've seen. But what's interesting is, as we're kind of talking about is it seems that there's some kind of immune system programming that is occurring in the early stages of development that's affecting canines. So when they're puppies, what they're eating, is, as we'll see, is extremely important. In the human world, we know that diet in the early stages of life is, is critical. Even the mother's nutrition during pregnancy can affect a child possibly developing their possible development of allergies. So you know, even before the, the baby is born, we know that the mother's nutrition is extremely important. So the method they used, they actually, um, this is a pretty large study, it was about 2,236 dogs. And these dogs were either eating a processed food diet, so kibble, or a raw meat-based diet. And their findings were this. Their findings were, if a puppy's mother ate raw, or the puppy's first solid food, so from that one to two months of age, was raw food, there was a decreased chance that it would have allergies as an adult dog. If a puppy's mother ate kibble or the puppy's first solid food, so again, from that one to two months of age, was kibble, there was an increased chance that it would have allergies as an adult. The diet consumed by puppies from two to six months of age tended to be associated with their risk of developing environmental allergies in adulthood. So we now have evidence that feeding a raw diet to puppies or their mother 
even before birth is associated with a lower chance of developing allergies later in life. So I was I was support breeders who are actually feeding raw food to to the dame and sire because that's what they're doing. They're doing that for a reason. They're doing it to produce healthier litters with with less chance of clearly environmental allergies, but also just disease overall. Again, so the puppies, to kind of summarize, the puppies fed kibble specifically in that one to two months of age. They had a 182% chance, they're 182% more likely to develop atopic dermatitis or environmental allergies as an adult than a puppy that was fed raw. So I hear this, I get this a lot in the shop, like people come in like, yeah, we're definitely interested in feeding raw food. We definitely want to do it, but we want to wait till they're about a year. And I always ask why, and there's never a good answer. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just, you know, they don't want to pay for it up front or, which is, you know, totally fine. I don't really ever get a good answer as to why, but clearly the most important time to be feeding raw food is in that right when they're weaned from their mother's milk, they should be on the raw food diet. So as soon as possible, you know, but this isn't, I don't know this, it's, it's really great to have these kind of studies, but it's not surprising though. Right. I mean, imagine the difference in your own child and imagine if you don't have a child, imagine the difference in your own child's immune system. If you're only feeding them one kind of food and it was ultra processed food, so no variety. And it was all just synthetic vitamins and minerals that were sprayed on, I don't know, grains or simple carbohydrates. And it was ultra inflammatory and, you know, contaminated with high levels of, of things like aflatoxins and glyphosate and, and byproducts of the Maillard reaction or the, the use of high heat in the processes, processing versus, you know, a kid that's a child that's raised on fresh food, you know, that consists of whole foods, meats, organs, fruits, vegetables, you know, containing all these microbes that, that stimulate and foster a healthy immune system. So much so that it actually protects them from developing allergies later on in life. You know, so they're going to, you know, whether it's the dog, the puppy, or the human child, like they're going to have a more diverse microbiome in the gut when they're eating whole foods and a variety of them. And that's incredibly beneficial because the more variety and the more whole foods that we eat, the better our gut health is, the better our microbiome is, the more diverse of, of beneficial bacteria and probiotics and microbes in our gut. And, you know, 80% of our immune system is, again, it's in our gut. So we're going to have much stronger, much healthier, more robust immune systems. They also did another study, but I'm just going to kind of touch on this one because I want to talk about another one, a more recent one. But they they did one on um, the raw feeding and how it was associated with lower IBD, irritable, irritable bowel disease. They determined that feeding a raw diet was associated with a, a lower, significantly lower risk of IBD later on in life compared to puppies that were fed kibble. You know, again, this was this was studied on puppies in that one to two months of, of age. So again, it's, it's not only it doesn't make sense to wait to feed your dog raw, it's also scientifically proven to be extremely beneficial. So the sooner, the better you can get your dog on raw food. The last study I want to discuss is a very recent study, and there's still a lot coming out about this study, but I definitely wanted to at least touch on it. And maybe when more comes out, we can uh, I can do another podcast and discuss it more. But this is from the College of Veterinary Medicine at Western University. And the objective was to assess the effect of feeding a whole food diet on the immune function and the inflammatory phenotype in healthy dogs. So their method was just a randomized open-labeled crossover clinical trial using 16 healthy client-owned dogs. And they were 
they were fed either a whole food diet or an extruded dry food diet or kibble. So for 67 days, those those dogs were fed one diet, so either the kibble or the the raw food, the whole food diet. And then after 67 days, they were fed the alternate diet. So if they were feeding, if they were on raw food, they transitioned to kibble. If they were on kibble, they transitioned to raw. And then blood samples were obtained at the completion of each treatment. So at the 67-day mark, and then again at the end, so the 134-day mark. And their findings were this. The study showed that it is, just as it is true for humans, feeding dogs whole foods decreased inflammation and increased immune function, which means that feeding a whole food diet decreases the risk for various diseases because of decreased inflammation. So inflammation being the root cause of disease. And the whole food diets was also creating a healthier, more resilient immune system, kind of what I discussed before. So, um, and like I said, you know, well, there's a lot more coming out about this study and I can forward to kind of reading more about it and, and discussing it more. But in conclusion, I just wanted to, you know, point out that there are lots of studies. This is just a few of them, but there are lots of studies showing the obvious benefits of feeding raw food. It's clearly not just anecdotal evidence at this point. There now exist very legitimate studies proving that we already proven what we already knew about feeding real, fresh, species appropriate foods. And also, just a reminder: don't wait. Like your puppy should be eating real food as soon as they're weaned off their mother's milk. So, and hopefully, you know the parents are fed at least some portion of real food, just so that your puppy has a, a lower risk of allergies. IBD and, and overall disease. So I think that was kind of a lot of information, but um, it's some really, you know, just, I wanted to put out some really concrete data because I know this gets brought up a lot, this whole raw feeding debate. And they always hear, even from people that feed raw, like, yeah, I mean, I know there's no like research or studies that show that raw, raw feeding is, is more beneficial. And I'm like, well, there's tons. You just haven't, you just haven't looked. And there's more and more coming out. And what's the the coolest thing about these studies to me is that they're 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 unbiased. You know, these are independent studies that have to create their own funding. They're not being funded by these you know these whether it's raw pet food companies or, or kibble companies, processed food companies. They're they're doing this research independently, which I I think is makes it more reliable, more trustworthy. We are so proud of our sponsor today, our friends at Steve's Real Food, who help make the Fangs and Fur podcast come true. Anthony, what do you like best about Steve's? They're whole food ingredients. They don't use any synthetics, and it's real simple. When they come into Fangs and Fur, I'll always pull out a box of Steve's Real Food, and I'll show them what's in their food. So come into our shop to learn more about Steve's from Anthony, or visit stevesrealfood.com. So a uh, question we get a lot um, that really ties to this episode as well is that, you know, that I, I get asked, how do I, how do I talk to my vet about this, about feeding raw food? Or do I even talk to my vet about this? And I think you definitely do. I think because obviously you know that my opinion on nutrition and, and how important it is. So I don't think that should be left out. I think, you know, I think it's a problem if your vet's not asking you what you're feeding. If I were a veterinarian, I'd, I'd want to know what you're feeding your dog or cat. So I think you do want to disclose that with your vet and, you know, how you do it. You know, you've, if you listen to this podcast and, and you've done some research, you know, you're doing the right thing. And we know that, like I had mentioned earlier, you know, this is one of the most, it, it's so clear that feeding real food, feeding fresh food is always going to be better than feeding processed food. But now you actually have 
you know, some, some data as well. So there's lots of research being done out there on, on the benefits of raw food and also the safety of raw food. I've talked about this in, in previous podcasts, but, you know, 98% of recalls in this country in the last decade have been from processed pet food, not from raw pet food. So it's, it's actually, um, especially if you're getting like commercially prepared raw food, you're taking um, a lot of precautions. And it's also just really clean sourcing for most of them. It's definitely safe. And it's, you're definitely doing your dog. You know, your dogs are, and cats are biological beings. They need real food just like we do. Processed, you know, pellets of carbohydrates that are sprayed with synthetic vitamins and minerals are not going to cut it. So I think just being confident, going in and making sure, you know, you know your stuff and you have your reasons. Obviously, you don't want to be confrontational, <laughs> but... Um, you know, speak confidently and, and, you know, be truthful. I've always, I've always disclosed to my vets what I do and I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. I'm hoping that they ask me questions. I've, I've had a conversation with previous vet and we ended up talking for almost an hour and a half so much so that this is actually prior to COVID, but I was going to go in and, and speak to her team about raw food. So, you know, good things can, can really come from it if you're coming from a good place. So and I think your vets are coming from a good place too. I think, you know, they obviously want to do what's best for, for your pet as well. And so I think there's, even if they don't agree with their raw food, I think you can definitely meet in the middle if you, if you come in, you know, knowing your stuff and speaking confidently and not being confrontational. So definitely disclose, you know, that you're feeding raw food, but you're doing it in a safe way and you are feeding a food that is both biologically appropriate. It's also, you know, complete and balanced you know, you are meeting your dog's nutritional needs. You're actually not just meeting them. Like with AFCO standards, you're actually hitting their optimal levels of, of nutrition. So don't be afraid. I know when you go into the vet, you know, and, and they're wearing their white jackets and, and, you know, all of a sudden you feel like you, you don't know anything and you don't have that confidence. But I'm telling you right now, you're on the right side in this debate. You know, you're, you're feeding fresh food and there's no debate there. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpet. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.